are listening to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio, broadcasting out of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Today's voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. When Christians Speak is dedicated to lifting up the name of Christ Jesus and spreading the good news. When Christian Speak Talk Radio is a non-profit ministry, we are dedicated to spreading the gospel of Jesus through our programs and special guests. We exist through the generous support of our listeners. If you are being blessed through this ministry and would like to give a love offering, go to our website and click on our donation page. Your donation will be processed through PayPal. Our prayer is that you may prosper, be in good health, even as your soul prospers. As a 501c3 nonprofit ministry, all of your gifts are tax deductible. So go out to our website, www.whenchristianspeak.com. God bless you. Listen to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio on Blog Talk Radio iHeartRadio, Speaker.com. All of our broadcasts are available as podcasts through SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes, Blueberry.com, Zoom.com, Stitcher.com, Lisbon.com, and BlogTalkRadio.com. To listen to our broadcast by phone, dial 646-478-0660. Again, that number is 646-478-0660. Go visit and like our Facebook page, When Christians Speak Talk Radio. Also be sure to check out Christians Against Suicide and Depression. It's a page dedicated to sharing God's love, encouragement, and hope. There are prayer warriors standing by to receive prayer requests, doing intercession for those under attack by the lie and deception of the devil. We know that the devil came to steal, kill, and destroy. But praise God, Jesus came to set the captives free. Greetings, family, and welcome to another hour of Declaring the Finished Work. This is your host, Pat Randall. Well, here we are, another Thursday afternoon. As I always say, they seem to roll around so quickly, but praise God. Today, I have breath, I have life, and I'm grateful. Father, we come to you with thanksgiving in our hearts, thanking you for this day, for this moment. Have your way, Holy Spirit, as you move through this broadcast. Lead and guide my words, my thoughts, that there is clarity, that there is continuity in the thoughts, that your spirit is flowing as I speak, and that your children are hearing from you, those that are saved and those who are yet to realize that they are saved and have not come into agreement with that fact. But I thank you, Lord, for the work that you do. 
Because when your word goes forward, it never returns to you void. And I thank you for this. In Christ Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. So last week I was, I entitled that word of encouragement, choosing sides in the world versus following Christ. And understanding that there is a difference. And I I think that um, we have kind of blurred the lines between how we are, at least those of us who should know better because we profess to have a relationship with our Lord and Savior Christ Jesus and that we know his word, that we are followers of his teachings. We should know the difference between choosing sides of a t- particular group or a particular party or, or, or a particular ideology versus actually following Christ, following him. I went through a few scriptures. Um, in fact, it, several of them were uh, out of the book of Matthew and... Two of them were from Matthew 7, and then I went to Matthew chapter 10. And the first scripture I shared was the one that talks about narrow, enter in by the narrow gate. For the gate is wide, and the way is easy that leads to destruction. And that is written for us, for us who know the word of God, it is reminding us that following that road of destruction, it's an easy way out. Sometimes we don't always recognize that we are taking this, 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 this wide path, this path of destruction, especially if we're following a group of people. And we're following a group of people and we're all thinking the same way. We're all believing the same way. And so we tend to be uh, less apt to question what we're thinking and what we're believing. And making sure that we're not believing and following something just because a particular group of people are following it. Our relationship with the Word of God has to be personal. Our relationship with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit has to be personal. We have to always be aware that the Holy Spirit resides on the inside of us and that He is here or she is here to teach and guide us and to explain all things to us and we can rely on that and it's it's actually comforting to know that when Jesus left the earth that the promise was that the father would send the Holy Spirit that we would not be left comfortless we would not be left to our own devices, which we were at the time following our own 
devices, following our own agendas, following our own opinions. And the teachings of, of Jesus Christ showed us, the, the teachings and the parables that, that were teaching us about the heart and the mind and the character of God that was, was left for us, that we have those things, but they, they're only useful if we're actually allowing the teachings to guide us, not some person, but the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God is leading and guiding us with his word. And then I was in Matthew um, 7 also in around verse 21. And I talked about the appearance of godliness. And, and in that particular verse, it talked about those who will say, Lord, Lord. And the Lord will answer that, you know, I, I, I don't know you. You know, people think that, and and see, and this is how we have to be careful because you can be doing all these good works, involved in your church, going out on these assignments, these ministerial assignments, and volunteer, cheering for service, and yet not really knowing God and your motivation is not coming from a pure place of of love that you're actually placing someone above yourself and you're thinking about someone else you're not doing these things so that um, you reach some reputation or some 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 form of compensation for for what you're doing but it, it's it's selfless in the sense that you don't require anything in return but you are doing something out of the truth of your being because it's who you are and to be able to operate from that true place of identity is a wonderful thing and we should always be in search of what is true and what is pure for our lives and then down to Matthew um, chapter 10 and in it it says that Fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul. But rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Okay, so the physical, the death of a physical body is one thing. And according to what the scripture is telling us, it's not the main thing. As long as your soul is intact. But if your body and your soul is being consumed and destroyed by the evil one, that is a greater loss. Now we all know that there is no death in God. He doesn't, he, there is only life. 
There's only life in him. And you cannot kill the spirit like you would kill a physical body. You cannot kill the spirit of man. It's an eternal presence. And sometimes we get so caught up in physical death that we lose sight of the importance of safeguarding the soul, the soul, the salvation, the salvation of souls. That is so key. And that is a high priority for us. I am going to pick up now because I didn't finish with the scriptures that I wanted to share last week. But before I get started on these scriptures from last week, I have a new title or a question actually to pose. And that is, is the institutional church making deals with the devil? Is the institutional church making deals with the devil? That's a question that we should intently look at and see where we are. I think this is a time that the church needs definitely needs to repent. We are actually chasing people away from Christ as opposed to drawing them. So there are mistakes that are being made and we need to see the source of those mistakes. And um, and I believe the biggest source is that we still continue to feed from that tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That was the original warning and instruction that was given to us to stay away from eating from that. And we were deceived into thinking it would make us wiser. And we think that we're wiser just because we're able to judge good from evil. But we do it without the Spirit of God. We do it, we use a a standard, a Christian standard that we've come up with. And that is how we judge good from evil. And it's a difficult thing to do. I mean, when you think about it, because... We are imperfect creatures, and so that is why we have to remain humble, humble and and recognizing that, listen, we don't know everything, and everything that we think we know, we know in part. But anyway, let me read the scripture, Romans 2, and stay on top of the time because I'm trying to keep my messages shorter. Romans 2, and this is verse 14. For whenever Gentiles who do not possess the law do instinctively what the law requires, they are a law to themselves, even though they do not have the law. What this scripture is telling me that there are people who are actually doing the law of God. They are loving people. They're being selfless. They're giving. They're encouraging. They're doing all the things without real, without saying, oh, I'm a Christian. But they're doing the very things that a Christian should be doing. This is what that scripture is telling me. And then let's tr- go to John. Uh, this is chapter 4, verse 22. And 
This actually is a verse that I believe that we're headed toward. We haven't arrived there yet, but we're headed toward this. But an hour is coming and now is when the worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and truth. For such people the Father seeks to be his worshipers. So those that worship the Father in in spirit and truth. This verse comes from a particular story, which is about Jesus meeting this Samaritan woman, sitting and talking with this Samaritan woman at the well, when he decides that instead of going around Samaria, he, he decides to go through it, and he meets this woman who is an adulteress, and she is at the well alone. She is what we would call those who are living on the margins. They're they're living on the edge of society because they're not accepted, because they don't fit a standard. And Jesus took the time to talk to this woman. They were having a theological conversation when they got to this part about worship worshiping God and she was describing that they worship in a particular mountain which is different from where the the Hebrews or the is is regular Jews were um worshiping where they come to to Jerusalem to worship they come at a certain time of the year which those of us who have been in Christianity for a while you know, we've read about how certain times they gathered in Jerusalem for certain seasons and for certain types of spiritual festivals where they came to worship God and to also do sacrifice for, for their sins for, for the year. I think what I really want to um, cover today about the institutional church choosing to make deals with the devil and I think that some of our church leaders do it unknowingly and then there are those who are knowingly doing what they're doing and they know that they're making a a deal with the devil because the, the the devil loves when we get into the letter of the law as opposed to the spirit of the law he likes it when we are critical and judgmental and we point fingers at people and we tell them that they are not a part of us. We marginalize them. We exclude them because of a lifestyle. You know, I don't even, I, you know, I hear days leaders talking about, you know, tolerance. I don't even like the word tolerance. The, the whole idea of you tolerating someone, it's like, okay, I don't really want to deal with you, but I'll tolerate you. I mean, that, that's what I hear when I hear this word tolerance. I, I think that we can, I think acceptance, we don't have to accept people's lifestyles. I mean, we've got people in, within these church organizations that are doing all manner of stuff, and we don't accept their lifestyles, but we accept them. We accept the person. Because we know that God loves this person. We know that when Jesus died on the cross, he willingly, willingly went to the cross. He willingly came 
in into this earth realm and suffered the things that he suffered for the world, for people, not sinless people, but people who had sin in their lives. That is the true heart of God, that he would die for those who probably would not be willing to die for their faith, for believing in him. There is some historical information that I got about the the church. I think one of the things that we need to deal with is the foundation, what we've been built, what the church has been building on. And there are some things in our foundation that is weakening. It's weakening the structure of the church. And we need to start to look at it because we need to start to heal. And the things that we continue to ignore, if we're going to be like the world, because you know how the world, they ignore problems and they mask over them and they just, you know, but they never dealt with the root cause. They, they never, it's the same with government and with these laws and all, you know, all of the things that we've done, slavery. I mean, we just rather cover it up rather than face it and find healing through that, through facing it. But let's, let's talk about the church. It's, it's, it's earliest foundations. I read up about the doctrine of discovery of 1494 that was given by the church. Now you can go online and look this up and read up about it, but it's I think it's very very interesting because well first of all we even know that here in America that the church was okay with slavery, okay? And then we came up with a theology that supported that that slave that enslavement of of people. But anyway, it all began with this doctrine of discovery in 1494, and it began with the European church. And the intent of the doctrine was during the time Christian explorers, when we were going out exploring other lands, well, they were these Christian explorers were given what was called the doctrine of discovery. What it gave them a so-called Christian permission to do was when they discovered territories that were uninhabited by Christians, they could treat it as though the land was vacant and they could lay claim to it, make a sovereign claim to the land. And so whenever they discovered a land and at the time, especially during the 1400s, the late 1400s, when most of these lands that they were discovering was occupied by the indigenous people who were non-Christians. And so they would come in and actually occupy this land and displace, or should I say even end up killing people and taking over their land. This mindset of prosecuting people who are non-Christians by Christians is something that still continues today. It's not as overt as it was during that time when these countries were colonizing because that's where colonization began. It was something that the church promoted. It also 
was a way of saying that whatever you believe in doesn't count. And so we're going to force this, not, not love you, but we're going to force what we believe on you and tell you that you have to be a Christian. And it's much easier to force people to be Christians than to actual, actually model the life of Christ which is a life of love, a life of, of giving and selflessness. We need to begin to look at the things that exist right now in our churches that reflect this foundation that was set in the, fort, in the 1400s. But we are still suffering from it because we have never addressed that problem, which is why the church right now is so divisive, why there's still racism in the church. But I'm being optimistic. I'm believing that when Christ said that he's coming back for a bride without spot or blemish, that this will truly happen. I'm going to stop right there. I think I've probably given you enough to think about today. Let's end in prayer. Father, I thank you for what you've given us today. And just help us to understand, to comprehend. Give us your wisdom and your spiritual guidance in where we are and where the church is. Because we are your body in the earth. We are ambassadors of Christ in the earth. I thank you for healing. And I pray this in the name of Christ Jesus. Thank you for joining me today. And don't forget, tomorrow is, what, Friday? And it's, I believe it's Friday night. What, which Friday is that? I think it's Friday the 2nd. So that would be, let's see, let's see. The second Friday is Friday Night Joy with Pastor Ray Rose. And that's 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And again, thanks for joining me during this time. God bless. Bye. You're listening to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio, broadcasting out of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Today's voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. When Christians Speak is dedicated to lifting up the name of Christ Jesus and spreading the good news. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. 
Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.